0: this war this battle that is going on um i begin to even notice in my own life over about the last month or so there has been this increase in dreams that i i was a person when i first got a dream all the time and god is always speaking and here over this last month there has been this increase Last night I had this dream and I woke up about, well, I went to bed, what time was it, 9.30, 10 o'clock, something like that. I went to bed about 9.30, 10 o'clock last night and I had this dream and I woke up at 1 a.m. And I was laying there in the bed, don't you remember, uh, um, some of you may have heard me say before, sometimes the Lord will wake you up or something will happen and wake you up in the middle of the night and you need to get up instead of just laying there. And so I got up at 1 AM and I went downstairs and I began to pray even concerning the dream, even praying concerning today. And there was different people that the Lord had, that the Lord had placed upon my heart. And I began to pray, I began to intercede and and, uh, I think about three o'clock, I started getting tired. And I wanted some coffee. I said, I don't think you need to drink no coffee. (laughs) So I went and got me some chai tea, made me some chai tea. And I put a little flavor in it and I went back downstairs. And the Holy Ghost just began to download. Yes. About 5 a.m., it's okay, I'm gonna go back to bed. I went back to bed about 5 a.m. and got back up at around 8.30, 8.40. And the thing is, and, and um, this message is going to be, I'm pretty sure it's going to be multiple parts. But, so, but what I begin to hear, and I really want to encourage each person, right, it is very important that we read and study the Word of God, right? It is very crucial that we read and we study the Word of God. Hello, Minister Kim. God bless you. I just, I love Kim, y'all. This is a good friend of ours, her and Erica, myself, and. And her husband Kevin, we have been friends for quite some time. So it's good to see you, man. Amen. So, but anyway, so get back into it, right? It's very important that we read and study the Bible. Come on up, come on up, man, come closer. <laughs> it's very important that we read and study the Bible, and the thing is. It is very important that we do not just read the Bible at surface level. It's not a thing of, well, I'm going to get my daily Bible reading in. You know how, well, I'm going to read this amount of chapters, I'm going to read uh, some of us, we're going to read this one chapter, and I got my Bible reading in for today. Oh, one verse, or maybe five verses, right? You at least get five in there. Right? But, but the thing is, we have to move past that and he said that's elementary that's kindergarten level God wants us to move into another level of maturity because the things that we are coming against it's going to require more than just a couple of verses okay I got my Bible reading in for today The Bible, as we know, is the living word of God. And I want to really encourage you to begin to ask the Holy Spirit to show you when you begin to get into the word of God and you begin to read the word, ask the Holy Ghost to bring illumination to that written revelation. Because there are some things that the Holy Spirit, because I'm telling you, there are some things, I was talking with Pastor Eric last night, the Holy Spirit showed me something last night, and I'm like, whoa that goes against my doctrine but I thought you know what I'm saying I'm not talking about back today but it was some things I ran across I'm like hmm wow okay I read that before but I didn't see it <laughs> do you know you can read something but don't see it and begin to ask the Holy Spirit to show you the hidden things Ask him to bring illumination to that revelation. Ask him to open up the eyes of your understanding. So let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Before I actually get into the message itself, 1 Timothy chapter 2. You know, as we go through life, God, there is a desire that the Lord has. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 we're going to look at verses 1 through 5 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 5 can I guess why we read that for me Right here. You know, right. Yeah, let's stop at verse 5. I'm sorry because you, you, you're read a different version and I was falling and I lost my spot. Oh, no, oh, 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 no. You're good, you're good, you're good. So the thing is, it is God's desire for every man to be saved. I don't care, you know, sometimes as Christians, Christians can get very judgmental on other people, on the lifestyle they live in, but understand that it is God's desire for every man to be saved. That's something that the Lord really put upon my heart that I want to really encourage you to really think about when you go out and you begin to see someone that may not be quote-unquote a Christian, maybe someone even in your family that may not be a quote-unquote believer, right? It is God's desire for every man to be saved. Now, my God, all right, we're going to get into this word here. So dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, and we bless your name. God, let this word, as has already been prayed, but let it come forth crystal clear with accuracy. In the name of Jesus, that each of us shall hear what is your spirit is speaking. And we give you the praise and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, let's go to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. All right, in Acts chapter 16, we're going to look at verses 16 through 18. And it reads, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of denomination met us which brought her master much gain by brought her master much gain by a by by a saying the same fall Paul and us in Christ saying these men are the servants of the most high God who show unto us the way of salvation and this did she many days But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. So as we read that there was a young girl, a young unmarried young lady that had a spirit and a divination. She had this spirit. And she was following them. Well, sorry, it said that she met them. Let's go back. It's very key. She met them. And it says that she followed them for days. It said these men are the most high, above the most high. They came to tell us the way to salvation. Even though this lady had a spirit, but you got to see something. Even though she was telling the truth, but she was trying to expose them. Because as they go forth, they end up getting beat and getting locked in prison and, and so forth and so on. I remember Elder Shelley did a, a, a teaching on that portion of it, about him being in a Roman citizen and, and so forth of that nature. But the part that I want to focus in on, and it says in verse 18, But Paul being grieved turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. He came to a place where he was grieved and the Holy Ghost are real and he was grieved and and this right here had to be done away with. But I began to hear the Lord say, I'm going to speak from this title of how long Are you going to contend with devils? How long are you going to contend with devils? Again, how long are you going to contend with devils? Now, when I think of the word contend, let me ask you a question. What do you think of when I say the word "continue"? Anybody? Fight against? The commune? Anyone else? Huh? Indulge with? Very good. Put up with? Yes. Give him a moment. Let everything get settled back. Everybody. Some people coming in. Hallelujah. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hallelujah, again for those that that just walked in we are uh, reading uh, we just read from the book of Acts chapter 16 verses 16 through 18 and the title of this word for today is how long are you going to how long are you going to contend with devils so everything that was just said dealing with contend you know I think, right, that fighting, that um, uh, um, the whole thing of fighting a good fight of faith, I'm contending, right? So that's where my mind went. And then, sometimes, well, not sometimes, very often, it's good to look up a meaning of a word. It's good to even go into the strong and go in there and look up the Hebrew and the Greek meaning to what has been said, so that you can get a clear understanding. One of this definitions that I wrote down to dealing with a contend. It, it means to struggle, to surmount, or to overcome. Struggle. To overcome. And it says, to struggle in opposition. So, what the Holy Ghost really began to say. He said, there are many people in the body of Christ... Are contending with devils, meaning there are spirits and things that are coming at us that we are having difficulty overcoming. There are people who confess Christ, those are people again, believers that said, I am a born again believer, I believe, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, and so forth. But they are normally stepping into darkness. I'm not talking about getting tricked into it. I'm talking about knowing this is sin and willingly taking a step into it. Again, how long are we going to contend with devils? And there are even some that are in, getting engaged inside of occultic activities, the occult. Now, we may be saying, well, you know, I'm not, you know, Christian would be, some of them would be quick to say, oh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not involved in the inside of the occult or anything like that. But some are doing it out of pure ignorance. They don't know. But it goes back to the place of when they operate in that place, they operate in a a place of a lack of knowledge or even um, or um, not having accurate information. So in Acts 16, 16, where we just read, it says, and, uh, it says and, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain, a certain, a, day, uh, a dazzle came and met us. So when it says, as they were on their way to prayer, what it's talking about, they were on their way to a house of worship. They were on their way to a house of worship to go and read the writings of the prophets, to spend time in prayer. And they were met in their journey by a young girl, young lady, that has a spirit of divination Now I want you to understand again it's important to dig into the Bible to dig into the word of God Because when I was there at that port and when I said when I had said that she met them I want you to understand that this was not just a casual meeting there was as you read on down for the scripture no one sent her there was no person that assigned her hey I need for you to go in and meet them because the only way that she knew who they really were was by occultic means that spirit of divination was revealing who they were so this was not no casual meeting, but it was a demonically orchestrated meeting. Demonically orchestrated. And as I begin to study that out, as I begin to dig into that, when I begin to go into the Greek, I begin to dig into it. That meeting, That meeting, it says, that word uh, uh, meet right there, it also has a meeting of, uh, 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 it means to meet in a military sense, a hostile meeting. But that encounter seemed very harmless. It seemed very harmless encounter in nature. But I want you to understand that it was a, a strategic, demonic, military style movement. Hmm. So you gotta understand something. Just because okay, like for instance, inside the military. In the army, we have the special forces in the navy we have the seal inside of the marines we have like the recon unit they will invade an area and nobody knows that they're there even though they have the ability to launch an attack right then they don't because they have to invade the area go in there and get reconnaissance see what's going on so you have to understand just because an enemy appeared for okay, up. so this young girl was demonically sent by the spirit you of that by that spirit of divination she met them it was a strategic military style tactic it was his military movement you go in the and you begin to look up meat and you begin to study that out it was a military style movement it wasn't an attack, it was to get near to expose who they were because they wanted to stop the movement of God. They wanted to stop the word that was, they wanted to stop, She wanted, that spirit was trying to stop what was going on. Now, the spirit of indemnation, let's talk about it. The Greek word, indemnation, is It is Puthon. It's actually spelled like Pathon. It's pronounced in the Greek Puthon. Demonation means the practice of attempting to foretell a future event or to discover hidden knowledge by occultic means. So, even with that being said, let me back up to a divination for a second. You may depend on who you listen to, what type of, when you start going into, into spiritual warfare, studying and learning about spiritual warfare, You may have heard, have anyone ever heard the term in a spirit, in a python before? So the Bible doesn't say a spirit of python, it's a spirit of divination. That's what it actually is, right? But when you go into the Greek, into it, it's talking about, um, it is actually talking about a python. That's where we get the term, a spirit of python. But the Bible actually calls it a spirit of divination. Now, hmm. with that being said, he said the enemy has been operating loud and boldly. He's been operating loud and boldly. And there are some in the body of Christ, in churches, the body of Christ, a church, right? Inside of the church, the body of Christ. He said that there are some that are so spiritually asleep, they can't even hear him. They They cannot, they do not have the ability to discern when he is in operation the enemy is in a time and a season where he is not covering up his activities. He is coming loud and boldly, but what the Holy Ghost said, he said, "There's son in the body of Christ, they are so spiritually asleep they can't even recognize his presence. Hmm. He said, so spiritually asleep. He said He said that they are walking hand in hand with the spirit in of divination. He said, so with sleepwalking. When I say sleepwalking, right? Sleepwalking involves getting up and walking around while still in a state of sleep, they say. When I look this up, they say it's more common in children. I'm talking about natural sleepwalking. I remember one of my friends he was telling me that his parents. This was years, long, long time ago, like when I was a kid. Was talking about him getting up and going into like the, uh, the, uh, going into the, uh, the refrigerator and getting food out and then going back to bed. He was sleepwalking. Inside of, let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Hallelujah, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 5. And we are going to go down to verse 14. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 reads, Wherefore, he said, Awake thou sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectively not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding, what the will of the lord is again he said arise this is all the way back in the back in when when the scriptures in ephesians he said arise you that sleep so you got to understand even today in houses of worship there are people that come in every single sundays go throughout the midweek service do all these things that are spiritually asleep. <laughs> why, well, sir? And they are walking with the enemy. And they don't have the ability or the ability to see. I'm talking about the spirit of divination. And again, why I said, earth, the thing with natural sleepwalking is more common in children than adults. So if you said it's more common in children than it is in adults. Some of you have heard me say everything manifests first in the spirit and then it manifests secondarily in the natural. There are two worlds and they parallel. Understand that things manifest in the spirit realm. So like when a person chooses to sin, it doesn't manifest first in the earth, it manifests in the spirit realm first. And when it manifests inside of the spirit realm and it comes out into our minds, into our thoughts, and if we don't get those thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ, it's going to what? It's going to manifest forth into the earth. Hmm. Let's go to Ephesians 4. We're going to be bounced around a little bit in Scripture here. Ephesians 4. Let's, look. let's, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Just flip back the chapter. Let's look at verse 14. Ephesians 4. 14 It says that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Hallelujah, Jesus. So this world that we live in, the Bible says that Satan, he is the prince of the air, right? We live in this, and, and, and I know y'all heard me say this before, but I need to say it again. I want you to really grab hold of this reality of it. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places, right? Third heaven authority. We are here in the first heaven, Satan operates inside of the second heaven, right? So you have to understand, if the enemy can get get us to operate in the earthly power, that's where he will defeat us at. But we have to understand that we are spiritual beings, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Therefore, we have heavenly authority in the earth realm, and that's why we have, the Bible says, walk in the spirit. So it's very, very important that no matter what we see in the natural, things in the natural will always try to pull you out of the spirit realm into the natural realm. Because the enemy if because if the enemy can get control of your thoughts, he will control you. The Bible says, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Right? The Bible tells us to renew our minds right? And I know this is stuff we hear all the time, but the thing is believers, many, well, not everybody, but many believers are not doing it. Like literally are not doing it. And then we wonder why we go through this, we up this day, we down here, we, oh, we want to quit, we want to give up. Why? Because something has invaded in your mind that you have not brought into captivity. Now So I want to give you a few ways in how people who confess Christ people that confess that they are believers people that confess I'm filled with the Holy Ghost I'm I'm walking in power I'm walking in authority how are they contending with devils. Why are they contending with devils? Again, I'll go back to the very beginning when I said contend means to struggle, to struggle to surmount or to overcome, to struggle in opposition. For those that came in later, the title of this word is how long are you going to contend with devils? How long? But what God are we going to show me, even though there are believers and we walk around, and we say we know this and we speak with authority. We come in and, and when we feel no good, Lord, we can we can pray, Lord, we can shake everything. But the moment our minds begin to drift and the pressures of life, happens. Where is all that power? Where is all that authority? It's still there, but you got to let this mind be renewed. And no matter what you may feel, no matter what you may be feeling, you have to exercise your heavenly authority. Again, there are things about contending and contending with them in contending with demons and devils. Right? The thing is, again, some are asleep. But they see but they cannot idea it. They cannot identify when the enemy is at work. It's just like that young girl. She met them. But did you notice she followed them for days? Before Paul got a check in his spirit and commanded that thing to come out. So what are we contending with? What is coming up to walk beside us, to lock arms with us? What are we coming in agreement with? Now, the spirit of divination. Divination, some may hear it as the epithon spirit, the spirit of divination. Again, for those that came in, uh, inside of the Greek, the word divination is actually spelt python, but it is pronounced eputhon. That's where we get our word, python but it is the spirit of divination. And divination is when the spirit operates to try to gain inside knowledge by by an occulted means. Now, the world that we live in right now, it is full of occulted things. If you watch television tonight, If you get online, you probably see some type of low-key ad dealing with the occult. You see it in television shows. You see it in movies. You see it in magazines. And some may even have some things in your home that you may not even associate with it. So there's a couple things that in dealing with the spirit of demonation, some things that have crept into where the enemy has walked into the body of Christ and operate in operate inside a believer's life, I'm going to name out a few natural things, uh, 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 physical things that we all see or experience at some point in our lives. Maybe, uh, sorry, maybe not all of them, but some of them. First thing I want to talk about is horoscopes. Yeah, I want to see what, you know, what's going to be going on for today. Horoscopes. Horoscopes is rooted in the occult. I'm going to bring you some scripture with it in a second. Drugs, alcohol, anything that will alter your mind. Listen to me. Anything that will alter your mind. Drugs, alcohol, they altering your mind. You are opening yourself up to influence. You will be contended with devils and don't even. Other thing is the tarot cards, terror cards. Woo! God, uh-huh. Right now there is a movement in the youth dealing with terror cards because they're trying to break them in, get them accustomed to the stuff. Like, oh, it's just fun. It is occulted. Went into a local store, actually. Local store, they got tarot cards in there. You can buy them. Just buy them right there, like right there, like right there on the shelf. Tarot cards is opening up. It's opening us up to contend with devils. Because see, when we begin to engage in those things, just so few things I just mentioned, and what we're doing, we come in an agreement, we're giving the enemy access. Oh, I'm a believer. I, I, I'm full of the... Okay, but if you opening a door, you're giving it access, and you're not listening to the leading of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, you may be saying you full of the Holy Ghost, but, but you got that area in your life called your soul is realm, your mind, your will, and your emotions that you can surrender unto the influence of demonic powers. That's why the Bible telling you bring those thoughts captive. Bring them captive. Right? Other thing is Ouija boys. Ouija boys. Movies, cartoons, horror movies, toys, things there are Evil in nature and some of us some in the body actually buy our kids these toys because they want them. I remember when our kids was little and I think it still well I know it still goes on so everyone all all of you young people right there across the back row y'all listen to me now make sure y'all listen because this is in your You may even have them right now. I don't know. But when my kids were little, uh, my oldest is 28. But when he was a kid, they came out with this thing called Pokemon. It was called Pocket Monsters. That stuff is still out there today. But it has been went up to a whole nother level now. Where it's just like, oh, it just it's just trading cards we just have fun with them no it is an open door to demonic powers operating to control you because see the moment you start embracing that next thing you know you'll be you'll be embracing tarot cards oh it's just little uh, uh, it's nothing it is something it's a doorway It's a doorway. Watching these horror movies, where in these horror movies evil always overcome good, evil always overcome God, and then people watch this stuff and they wonder why there's chaos in their lives, wonder why they're having nightmares. Oh, please pray for me. I keep having. What are you opening yourself up to? And I get it. Sometimes even the enemy will hit us with things, but when we open ourselves up to demonic forces, hmm. I just heard in Buffy the Vampire. I remember I was this was a while back. I had flipped through some channels. It was like a man or woman, and he just, he just like like smoke. Just black smoke, just went like this, or like something just come through and just go into a person. See, these movies—they are given a visual to what's really going on in the spirit realm. Yeah. See, we have to be spiritually aware. And to wake up out of our sleep and our slumber. And don't allow your kids and your grandkids to engage in it. I don't care if they get upset with you. Look, you don't even. Come on. Mm. Mm -hmm. Some, you go, something going online. I need to consult this second so I can get some insight. How? (laughs) Let me go. Let me... So you got your psychics in the occult and you got some prophets in the church. Same type of gifting, demonic, Holy Ghost. That's why it's important if any of you in here right now, you have any type of a prophetic gift in your belly and you know it, make sure that your life comes in a line with the Spirit of God. Make sure it comes in line with the Word of God. Make sure you keep yourself in a place that you are surrendered unto the leading of the Holy Ghost. Because the moment that you are not, that other spirit, that spirit of divination, is going to try to find access in you. That's why, over the years, Even like, and when my friend, Pastor Mitchell was here, he was talking about the one brother, and I know this brother, he had went and visited this one pastor or whoever. They said, hey, if you sow your seed give me $2,500, I forgot, I think he said I think he said $2,500. He said, if you give me $2,500, you know, I'm going to pray over you and bless you. Occultic spirit divination. Now, I don't care, you, you, you better, oh God. I believe 100% inside of the prophetic gifts. I flow in the prophetic gifts. I can, at least from mine. you remember, it's at least the last 23, almost 24 years, right? But you got to understand something, when you are here like this, and you are hearing what the Holy Ghost is releasing, understand that there's another spirit that's trying to gain access. Because, do you understand, if I stand here before you, and you respect me as your pastor, and I begin to release stuff unto you, you probably, am, I mean, I'm not saying everybody, but most people would receive what has been said. But if I drift this way, I can start listening to doctrines of devils. And it will come through with this vessel and it may not be in line with what the Holy Spirit is saying. So it's very important. <laughs> My God. Whatever you receive, from whomever that you take it back before God and hear, position yourself and get in that place with to hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking because there have been many people that have been led astray my God I've this in the past when we moved to Ohio we lived in the townhouse over there in Runnersburg. We had a friend that we had met in Bible college. She came to us, she called us and said, hey, there, 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 is this young lady, she was outside my house. I'm kind of paraphrasing. Reggie and Joseph is what I'm talking about. They were there. And, and, and to make a long story short, and I can I'm going to be honest. I had just started dealing. Like, I was brand new inside the prophetic. I was like, brand new in this thing. And, but I had enough sense to do something was wrong at this point. The show lady came over. She began to prophesy so accurately. On point, boy. On point. And I remember I had walked over and I was sitting on my stairs. I'm like, God, that's not, you know, I knew what the Lord had told me. I said, that's not what you told me. But stuff was on point, boy she was on point. And this young lady walked over in front of me and she said, I don't know what this means. And like I'm sitting right here, right? See, so like I'm sitting right there. And this kind of like a, uh, uh, and a walkway in front of me. Like this is what LaVar said. She said, um, I don't know what this means, but I see a black casket in front of me. Right then, I knew, what wrong. Joseph, Reggie, and Erica, anyway, we end up going to the young, lady, to the young lady's house she got missing for days. She didn't go, she get ready to graduate from Bible College. She was gone for days. Nobody knew where she was at. We go by, uh, and the four of us go by in the young lady's apartment about 12.30, maybe one o'clock in the morning. We go in. This young lady and Joyce and Pastor Erica took one young lady into the bedroom and me and Reggie was in there with the other young lady. This young lady began to open up her journal and began to read how how, um, they licked bleach off the floor, they ate feces, they did all this stuff. But this was a woman in the very beginning, the first couple days, I didn't pick up on it There was something wrong with you. What well, set me off was when she said, there oh, was black Cassie in front of you. I'm like. So I want you to understand something. This is not no time to be playing no games with no spirits. This is not the time or the season. Wherever you are dealing with, it's time to stop contending with devils. Amen. And so there are movies, or even cartoons, demonically inspired. Look at, oh, it's just a cartoon, but it's invading the mind of the youth. It's invading their minds. It's invading their spirits. All the thing is rebellion and stubbornness. Back up, back up, back up. These movies and things that have a witchcrafty theme to it, some may call them the psychic lines. You're going online to um, get your reading. You know, you can go online and nobody don't know what you're doing. You can just go online and get your reading. You start open yourself up. Rebellion is stubbornness. Being in rebellion. Totally turning off and turning a deaf ear to wise counsel. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 15. Who oh, Jesus. 1 Samuel chapter 15. And I want you to hear this. I'm sure you heard it before, but I want you to hear. I want you to hear. Hear. I want you to hear it. Hear it. 1 Samuel chapter 15. This is King Saul. God placed King Saul into authority to be the king over Israel regretted that he didn't. Because King Saul was a king, an evil king. He continually disobeyed. Continually continually disobeyed. Continually disobeyed. So, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 15. We'll start in verse 23. It says for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Let me say that again. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Huh? My translation says divination. You hear that? Together. Now, I haven't read that part inside of that version, but right, it's a spirit of divination. that's in operation, right? It is a spirit of divination that is in operation, and 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 the thing is with this, y'all, listen to, me. and as we go forth. Let me go back to verse 23 again. It says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Now, this is the prophet Samuel talking to King Saul. And then it says, Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he also reject thee from being king. Verse 24. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the the command of the Lord in the words because I feared the people and obeyed their voices. What I heard was impure pressure. What are you being pressured into? Because you are afraid of being rejected by somebody else, that so you are disobeying God. Hmm? From the youth to adults. Yes. What are you giving into? Yes. Because you are afraid of what somebody will have to say about you. Yes. And as you read on down, I didn't actually write down, but as you, you read on down, King Saul went, hey, look, you know, go with me unto the Lord. Sammy said, no. You have been rejected. We don't want to get to that place when God said, okay, I'm going to turn you over to a a reprobate mind and let you do what you want to do since you don't want to listen. Since you don't want to obey. The day that you are no longer convicted for you about your sin, you better let go. There's a problem. Let me go back to Acts chapter 16, 16 again, and go ahead, go ahead and get it wrapped up for today. But well, Acts 16, 16 again, it says, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, or we went to the house of worship, right? A certain a damsel possessed, controlled by, possessed, with a spirit of a divination met us, right? You have to understand that this young woman was driven by the spirit of divination. As I heard, and as I referred to it earlier, the spirit of Python. I want you to understand, just like with any Python, what is one of the characteristics of, in a Python state? Anybody know? Huh? Come right. I'll be sure that's it. Try to constrict and try to choke. He tried to squeeze the life out of his prey. said it prevents you from moving it restricts you in which that is absolutely 100% correct that was my last statement the pythons the spirit of divination wants to restrict you from moving forward and you got to understand something you may not feel that restriction right away because because the thing is when Paul was on their journey going to prayer it says that they were met by they were met by a dancer that had a spirit of divination and she followed them for days before it was like, wait baby I command you to come out of her. So what has been meeting with you? Is there something in your life that you've been meeting up with? Y'all, about three weeks or four weeks ago, I had a vision of a bed. And I saw a person laying on this side, and I saw someone get out of the bed on this side. Let me tell you something. What is hindering you, your advancement? What is hindering you? What it seems like doors aren't opening for you. It seems like the harder you try, there's always something going on. Begin to ask the Holy Ghost to show you what is trying to connect with you, or what has connected with you. Jesus. What is that thing that's wrapped around you that's keeping you from moving forward? Is it your self-worth? Somebody that did stuff to you so much in your life that you don't have no personal self-worth? What is it that have been bombarded your mind and got the spirit of fear along with the spirit of bondage and along with the spirit of domination that got you so locked up? My God. What is it? That is restricting your movement. Jesus. My God. I don't feel good enough. I don't fit in. I don't have the look. I don't have the education. Well, yeah, I got the education, but I've been crushed so much. Praise. Restricting me. What am i getting in and out, not what, but who am I getting in and out of the bed with? Jesus. That's restricting my movement. Jesus. What is it that's altering your mind? What are you smoking? What are you drinking? What are you impartaking in? That's not of God. And then you question, Well, why this happened? Why this happened to me? Why I'm God? What is connected with you? What has wrapped around you? I got this picture. on the, I don't think it's on this computer or not. But, I have this picture from years ago I found online. It was a big old deer that had a python snake wrapped around it. See, let me tell you what a python would do. A python will squeeze you. And a python, he would squeeze to a point and just hold. And then you just struggle. He struggled. They got you. And I let you go. You struggle. Then you get tired and relaxed. Then it. Squeeze in a little bit more. Then you try to fight again. <laughs> and then you relax. And squeeze in again. See some. Are trying to fight. The spirit. Under your own power. and Under your own understanding. And you were getting tired. God, my God, my God. I heard the other day. uh, No, it wasn't this one. I don't know. It was sometime. The Holy Ghost. He said, let me ask you this question. People say, oh, I'm fighting that demon. I'm fighting my demons. You know, the devil's always, I'm always fighting. I'm always fighting the demon. Show me one place in the Bible that he told you to fight a demon. What is the only thing in the Bible that you are told to fight? Good fight Cast it out, exactly. Resist. Cling unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Yes. So that clinging you have to sm- You know like even this morning, one o'clock in the morning, I had this crazy dream. And my eyes opened. You know what I could have did? I could have laid there and went right back to sleep. Ogo said, get up. And I got up. Spent some time in prayer. He was showing me different ones of praying, interceding, and then he just started downloading. We trying to fight stuff. That we are not even designed or even incapable of fighting. The battle is not ours, it's whose? It's We fight not against flesh and blood. All right, that word, how many that contended? I got to go back and study that out right there. gotta dig into that a little bit deeper right there. Fight the good fight of faith. Because an enemy can get you to lose faith. The moment you lose faith in him, you start trying to lean into your own understanding and figure it out yourself. And that's when the doors are open Anyway, a while back, I heard in Derek pray. Oh, um, I heard him pray earlier today about us being ambassadors of Christ. Your identity has been in Him. I don't care how talented you are; your talents mean nothing without Him. I don't care how gifted you are. It means nothing without him. I don't care how much education you got, it's nothing without him. We get so caught up on our identity. And y'all know I played them, I mean, I played them songs. I know who I am. Walking in power, I love them. Right? But your identity's got to be in him. That we are ambassadors. no longer myself I'm no longer myself as we and I'm going to close out as I mentioned even yesterday when Christ was on the cross he said not my will but your will be done are you in the place that you've given up your will and your desires, and your goals for His. One of the biggest things, even when we started with this church, I gave up my desire to go to North Carolina. I was planning on going back home, some place back in North Carolina. And in 2000, July, the third, second, fourth, fifth—somewhere in that area. When he said, "No, don't go," Whew. I remember I came home and told Pastor I said, "Well, um, the Lord said, don't go." <laughs> for those who haven't heard this before, I had a for sale sign in my yard to sell my house. To sell my house, I hadn't took pictures. I hadn't packed up boxes and put it in the garage. Back then, I was doing a photography. I had to took out um, an ad, you know, back in the Yellow Pages when and everybody used, used I had paid $400 for an ad inside of the Charlotte, North Carolina's Yellow Pages in 2004 because I was moving in 2005. So I had to put an ad out in the 2005 Charlotte, North Carolina, Yellow Pages for Alpha and Omega photography because I was moving to that region and I wanted to go ahead and make sure I was set up when I got there. Got another cell phone with a new number, a Charlotte number, and the Holy Ghost said, no, stay here. 19 years ago, I gave up my will. Yes. Ha, yes. I gave up my desire. Yes. I laid it down. Came forth. I, this this what this coming June will be ten years of the Freedom Center. gave up my will for his. Because it was not my desire to stay in Ohio. Not even in the slightest bit. Remember in 2004, we had a going away party. (laughs) We had a gun we had a go-on-the-way party, a cookout. Uh, y'all gave it to us all. I forgot who gave us that party. Huh? Huh? Homeschool group gave us a party. Yeah, we had a go away party. We get ready to go. And God said, whoop, pour it up, love. I said, okay, God, it's not my will, but your will be done. But the thing about it is, I don't regret any of it. I don't regret any of it. Yet. Cause it's just a matter of obeying Him. But I really want us to really take inventory of our lives. Ask, the best way I would encourage you to do it, ask the Holy Spirit to show you you. Not you just looking at looking around trying to figure it out. No, ask Him to show you you. guarantee that something you didn't see, that you were spiritually blinded to it. That's all of us, including myself. That's something that I need to do as well. So I'm not just saying this to you and I'm, oh, I got, no, no. This is something that we all need to do. Amen? All right. Can everyone stand with me?